Welcome to the Virgin Diabetic Podcast. My name is Denise Panzers, diabetes and holistic lifestyle coach. Type 2 diabetes is a disease that plagues over 115 million in the U.S. and hundreds of millions worldwide. I was one of those unlucky people to be diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and prescribed medication with four daily insulin shots. I was devastated. I realized, contrary to what everyone told me, I could reverse my diabetes, and my happy day was when I eliminated all medication and insulin and regained my health. Join me on this journey to learn and gain insight on reversing the effects of your diabetes. Welcome everyone. Today, I'm so excited. I have Dr. Nana Ama Kwanza, who is a pharmacist. And I know many of you are going to be so interested in listening to what she has to share with us today. But not only a pharmacist, Dr. Nana is a diabetes health coach, an aspiring functional medicine practitioner, and of course, an entrepreneur. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree in biochemistry from Northern Kentucky University and a Doctor of Pharmacy degree from the University of Kentucky College of Pharmacy. Now, as the founder and CEO of NAQ Pharmacy Consulting, she has empowered focus-driven women living with prediabetes and type 2 diabetes to regain control of their health as you know, through lifestyle intervention. So gain confidence in their abilities to lose weight. They can reduce their use of prescription medications and learn what to eat without being on a restrictive diet through her Ditch Diabetes Signature Wellness Program. So Dr. Nana, I am so happy to have you on. We did have a chance to kind of chat and get to know each other. I'm so glad we did. I don't think there's enough of us on this journey to truly help people fight diabetes and literally learn how to turn things around. So very excited on what you have to share today. But tell us, if you don't mind, What actually got you started to even coach people with diabetes since you were a pharmacist? (laughs) Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing your platform with me, Denise. I really appreciate it. Yes. So it's actually, it's, it's crazy. It was a crazy journey. So I have been in the healthcare arena for about 11 years and seven out of those 11 years I spent it working as a pharmacist. And during the time I was working as a retail pharmacist, I saw that a lot of people, you know, were coming in and out of the pharmacy. And I truly did enjoy the direct contact that I had with them. One of the things that I noticed was that people were struggling and they were suffering. And, you know, majority of them were actually not getting any better. They were getting worse. So you do have the group of people that, you know, are worried about the side effects of medications. You have another category of people that, you know, proclaim they do have good health. But then they when you start to talk to them, you realize that they are on six, eight, ten medications. Right. And then there's another group that has, you know, they are on many medications. But when you talk to them, you realize that they actually do not want to be on these medications. But the issue becomes they don't know that there are other options that exist that they could possibly even implement to possibly improve their health. 
So this started, I just started beginning to have a weight on my shoulder. It was just not a good place to be. And one of the defining moments that I had as a pharmacist was there was a time that I had to assist a patient with their glucose monitoring device. And this is a patient that had been on the diabetes medications for a very long time. And they we've been dispensing the monitoring device also for over maybe two years, even prior to when I had started working at that facility. So that really caught me off guard. That's when I was like, oh my goodness, I actually have failed as a practitioner because I thought that, you know, prior to me coming to the facility, since the patient has been on it for years, somebody must have showed her how to use it or told her about something about this monitoring device, right? So that is when I felt uh, compelled to be part of the solution. So I started my consultant practice and I basically work one-on-one with people that live with pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes. And we we focus on, and as a pharmacist and a, a diabetes functional medicine practitioner, it's more so focusing on the root cause of the problem and also figuring out what is actually triggering that their symptoms. So we do that through education lifestyle management, lab testing. We do uh, even complete medication reviews as well. So the company actually exists to close that gap between the care and positive health outcomes for patients. So they get to have their own personal pharmacist. They get to ask as many questions as they want. We get to address lifestyle and we get to talk about a whole lot that will help them regain their control of their health as well. Wow, that's amazing. And it's funny because most of us fall into this because we're driven. Something has driven us to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. for me, I was on insulin and medication and as you know, came off of everything. And to your point, many folks are not trained on properly using their devices. They really don't know that they're using it incorrectly. And I can also tell you many of them, including me in the beginning, was using insulin improperly. Mm-hmm. And that still goes on today. So we've not corrected that completely. So I'm really glad to hear that you're jumping in and you're helping folks do that. Yeah. We do now, I think, agree that there's too much medication. We're overly medicated. And I will send even some of my folks to talk to their pharmacist because you have a wealth of knowledge, mm-hmm. um, especially when many folks, do you see them trying to add a lot of supplements to make up for the medication? What have you come across in that area by chance? I think that actually people don't think of adding supplement, you know, they, because even with, um, in the pharmacy setting, we don't, because we are trained on the conventional way of of therapy, meaning to how to manage diseases. So we are not even trained on like, you know, alternative medicine. So a lot of patients don't actually focus on that. What I actually realize that they do is they think that just because they're on medications, they have to be on those medications forever. So people become really complacent. They're okay because the medications are actually, you know, helping them with the symptoms. So that is what I've seen. A lot of people feel like the fact that they're on medications, they have to be on it forever. And that's something that we have to definitely change the way we think about that. 
And I don't actually blame them. I blame the pharmaceutical industry because this is something that a lot of people don't actually think about because when studies are being done, it's actually over a certain period, right? Time period, maybe three years, five years or whatever the time period may be. So we forget that these are the benefit that these people were getting from that medication was within that time period. So that stands the reason that if you're on medication, then your medications have to be consistently evaluated to make sure that they actually benefit in you because the medications were done for like five years, six years or whatever years it is. But after that, after the extended use of those medications, you have to constantly, your doctors, your pharmacists, the healthcare team have to consistently evaluate that and make sure that it's actually benefiting the patient as well. Exactly. No, I, I think that's a good point. You're right. Complacency. I think you've, <laughs> you, per, you put it perfectly. Um, people do become complacent. They figure out that, wow, I don't know if I'll ever get off of these. So why do I bother trying? So we do see yeah. a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, giving up. Yeah. You know, with pharmacists, Can you tell us a little bit about kind of how pharmacy works? I mean, sometimes I guess we have our own ideas of what a pharmacist (laughs) could or should or can't do or whatever. Is there anything you might be able to highlight that kind of gives us a little bit of an idea? Yes, that is actually a really, really good question, Denise, because as much as pharmacists are available to the community, we are actually the most underrepresented healthcare professionals. And I will actually, before I even answer that, I want to talk about um, something else. And I will describe our healthcare system as actually a sick care system. Yes. Because it's focused on so much metrics and it doesn't focus on the safety and the the result of the patient. And I'm speaking in regards to, I mean, speaking from experience from me being a retail pharmacist a couple of years ago, right? My past experience as a retail pharmacist. Pharmacists in the retail setting are actually evaluated based on how quickly medications are checked or verified and how quickly we can dispense those medications. So the time that we spend in counseling these patients, which is obviously, that is one of the reasons why we went into this field to provide that patient care. But these systems that has been created is actually focused on matrix. So while you are counseling a patient, you're also thinking about your screen turning red because whenever you don't check prescriptions quickly, everything turns red. So you have all these red flashing light coming over on your face. And you can just imagine the pressure that this causes for pharmacists. So you have, and this doesn't only occur in the pharmacy, it happens in physician offices as well. They are, it's all based on, you know, uh, performance scores based on matrix and, you know, how fast you can do this. So you have physicians looking at or evaluating patient back to back without even doing a really complete patient review. Right. So as much as we we love or we are definitely passionate about providing great patient care, the systems in place are these corporations and it trickles down from the pharmaceutical industries. It trickles down to the corporations as well, the big chains. 
we check prescriptions based on how quickly we can do that. And it's actually really sad because not that it's even only affecting the healthcare professional because now you are overwhelming them, you are giving them pressure, and you are constantly being impressed with time. It's actually affecting patients as well. Because of these poor working environment, you don't actually have that time to focus on the patient, what's actually important, which is the patient safety and positive health outcomes for that patient or health result for that patient. So you tend to be all stressed and these working environment are not even allowing us to have that genuine conversations with patient. So when it comes to um, pharmacists, right, like I had mentioned before, we are really underrepresented. A lot of people actually just talk to their pharmacists when they have a question about medications or when they go to the drugstore to pick up their medications. I urge all of you to utilize your pharmacist because we just don't count pills. We do a whole lot of things. We can actually make sure, advocate for you in terms of when you are ready to go to the doctor's office. We can communicate with other healthcare professionals in that team, and we can actually tell them your concerns. We can bring your lab results and stuff to them so you'll be able to get that desired result that you, you want, right? So that's just the advocacy part. And there's like health coaching. We can help you with lifestyle management, your nutrition recommendations. And then you can also achieve the positive outcomes that you desire. So there's a whole lot. It's just not counting medication. And obviously, when it comes to, you know, finding out the drug interactions, food interactions, how your nutrients are being depleted by these medications. These are some of the things that we can also help with. And obviously just education as well and making sure you understand the medications that you're on. So it's just, it doesn't have a limit. There's no cap <laughs> on what we can Good. do, yeah. So it's a whole lot. So I urge everybody to definitely make sure you find time to talk to your pharmacist. They are really, really important, just like your doctor. And you really will get a lot from them if you take the time to talk to them. On the contrary, we just don't want you to be on a lot of medications. We want to reduce that medication so you can live your best life. <laughs> you know what? That's awesome. I think you've probably opened up a few eyes for, you know, not only me, but for many of us. To me, the goal would be to not worry about being at a pharmacy all the time and mm -hmm. through lifestyle changes, improve your health and you can reduce those medications in some cases, mm -hmm. maybe even eliminate. But to me, that would be the biggest goal of all. Then we don't have to worry about the healthcare system as much. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So find a way to stay away from it and stay healthy. That's yeah. kind of my mantra, right? Yeah. <laughs> but and as much as, you know, we advocate for reducing medications, they also important. They do have their role in, in healthcare, right? So we are not completely saying get off your medications. And as a matter of fact, you should not get off your medications without letting your doctor know about it, right? Absolutely. There's yeah. other options that you can actually implement or you can add to the medications that you're taking or possibly just do that solely to improve your health as well. Exactly. Um, but I do hear you. I do hear a lot of folks too that they're tired of taking eight and 10 
medications every day. And after a while, uh, people do worry about the interaction between all of these medications. So I'm sure, you know, with your consulting business, you have seen people come out into a much better health state Mm -hmm. than before they were seeing you. So it's it's really much fulfilling, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. I know too, you know, there are, uh, when you and I previously chatted, there are some common mistakes that people will make. And can you shed some light on what some of those common mistakes might be? So one of the things that I realized is a lot of people focus solely on losing weight as a measure of improvement and even like A1C numbers. As much as these numbers are really important, you cannot just solely uh, focus on that as a measure of improvement of your health. So we all know that obviously obesity is one of the risk factors of a lot of cardiovascular diseases. It's one of the risk factors for diabetes. So the intention behind losing weight is definitely great. It has its benefit. But what I'm trying to say is like people should not focus on just that because you can actually lose weight and still have a high blood sugar. Right. You can be petite and tiny and still develop diabetes and have diabetes complications. So these are certain you have to more so focus on things that have direct impact on your health. And the reason I say not to focus on just losing weight as a target is because of the reasons I just mentioned, you can definitely lose it and still have a high blood sugar. And also, we all forget that it fluctuates, right? Sometimes when you get up in the morning and you you check your weight, it's it's kind of perfect, right? Exactly. So it depends on a whole lot of factors, what you ate, what you drank, a whole lot of things. So don't focus so much on it. And it also... For people that, you know, it takes a while for you to lose weight, right? We can all agree on that. So for some people, it gives them a negative mindset around even eating healthy because, you know, you don't see that effect right away. People start talking or manifesting negative things to themselves. You know, I can't do it. I can't, this meal is not helping. Like they just start talking, manifesting negative things to themselves. And obviously we know that that is directly linked to how you can even or how you show up and how you you manage or control your diabetes. Exactly. So these are certain things that we have to be cognizant about. Yeah, I think that's great because everyone is focusing so much on weight loss. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that I know that have been it's like a revolving door to the different weight loss companies that are out there. And you're like, okay, well, is that really working for you? Right? Because you go, Mm -hmm. it's the yo-yo effect. So no, I agree with you. And I don't think anybody's talking about that enough. Weight loss, Mm -hmm. you know, in in my mind should be a byproduct of all the good things you're doing to improve your health. Right? Exactly. You definitely can work your way out of uh, a bad eating habit, right? (laughs) Your health becomes really... I guess I guess I can use the word meaningless if you don't actually take care of be cognizant of what you're putting on your plate. That's really important, right? Exactly. And we are not saying not to check your your weight because that's very necessary. You have to know how much you weigh to know your status so you can actually do the positive things that will make it better. So definitely for people that take motivation from it, it's okay to check it. 
it's definitely okay to check your weight, but don't be there every day focusing on that I'm not losing weight. I'm not lo- like you're literally counting <laughs> numbers each day. That is not what your focus should be on. Right. Yeah. And they, I think folks have to learn to give themselves a little bit of time. And just because you've had three healthy meals in a row doesn't mean that that's great for your weight for the rest of your life. So yeah. it's a constant thing that we just you know need to work on and think about living a healthy life. And then usually everything after that seems to follow, you know, pretty well. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Denise, I also think that people should be tracking how they feel. And that's something that not a lot of people do. Like, how do you feel when you eat that food? How do you feel when you, before you exercise and after you exercise? How do you feel when you're stressed? Like you need to keep track of how you're feeling. Yes. You need to keep track of your, your glucose numbers. You know, is it going up with this kind of food? Is it going low with this kind of food? Like what is going on, right? And then lastly, I think people should also keep track of how long you stay in that target ranges, right? right? Because you that's the goal, but how long do you stay within that range? That's what you need to be focusing on how you feel. You have to keep tracking your glucose. You have to keep track of how long you stay in those targeted ranges as well. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I think knowing that, one, pharmacists are multifaceted. So that's wonderful Mm -hmm. to be able to know. Um, And that there are so many things that you do besides just counting pills. (laughs) Um, But we're in such a, a state of hurry all the time. I don't think we realize, you know, who our resources are out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to note. So I think with everything, you know, you're saying don't focus on weight. It's a byproduct of living healthy, mm-hmm. understanding the medications, understand that you can't just stop taking medications. And I've seen people do that. Mm-hmm. As you, I never recommend anyone to do that. There has to be a process and the right healthcare professionals have to be included, obviously, mm-hmm. in that. Um, so that's a good reminder for folks if you're kind of fed up right now, there's a process to do it. And you want to do that in a very, you know, safe manner, because we want to look at the long term, right? It's not just a short term. This is a a long term lifestyle that you're helping people to, to get on and, and to learn how to maintain that healthy lifestyle. Is that right? Yes. And what you said actually brings actually something to my mind about restrictive diet as well, because you said it's a journey, right? It's right. it's lasting solutions. That's what we are aiming for. And you have a lot of people, and I know there's a lot of information out there, try this kind of meal, try this kind of diet, all this restrictive diet that people are getting into. The thing about it is like, it causes a lot of emotional roller coaster. Right. Because sometimes you can try it. It doesn't work for you and it messes up your whole mental health (laughs) and then you are stressed and it's not working. So I think that a lot of people should not really focus on being on restrictive diet because it really causes stress, frustration, and it doesn't cause lasting solutions. You just need to know how to build a healthy plate. Yes. And you can incorporate it with your own favorite meals at all. If you know that little bit, you can enjoy every meal that you, you love 
and stay healthy or even be in the targeted ranges for your sugar as well. And a lot of people just always go for the restrictive diet. And I just, and that's one of the uh, things that I've seen that uh, people do as well. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right because we're looking for some quick gratification, right? And understandable, <laughs> but um, but I think, yes, overall is definitely um, better. Overall lifestyle, thinking about that. Um, mm-hmm. I think telling people or teaching and educating people about, as you said, you know, how are you feeling? How are you feeling after you had that meal? Is that something you want to feel again? Yes or no? And mm-hmm. that's going to help people make better choices, I think is what you're driving at as well, right? Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Make those better choices. <laughs> so, wow. Um, this is great. I could talk to you for hours on end. I know we don't have hours, so we'll have to definitely try to do this again. Absolutely. I really wanted to thank you. You know, clearly I know you and I are pretty much on the same page in yes. how we think it should be approached and kind of understand what the current healthcare system affords us to do or not to do or what it doesn't teach us and and that there are alternative ways to be able to get educated. So, and someone like you who's seen both sides of it through the healthcare system, I think has a very good perspective that you get to share, you know, with your with your clients. Before we have to sign off, I do want to have you let everybody know how they could reach out and contact you for any follow-up. Sure. So actually, I know that what we shared, it's really, really important and it's probably valuable to a lot of people that are listening. One of the things that I realized is a lot of people are not able to accomplish what they really want to do. And it's because they don't set intentional goals, right? Right. Exactly. So a lot of people are just vague with what they want to do and that actually limit you. You're not able to accomplish it. So what I did was to create a, it's a complimentary workbook. It's a smart goal set and workbook. And I want people to access it. And that is a 12-week workbook. It just helps you figure out how to set a SMART goal. It teaches you how to set like weekly objectives, how you can even overcome your obstacles. Like you write in all that stuff in there. So maybe every Sunday you can pick that workbook and just try to set your week ahead of time, right? So you can access that at payhip.com slash D. So it's payhip.com slash D-R-N-A-N-A-P-H-A-R-M-D. And that would definitely link you to my newsletter. And then I'll gain access to me and I'll share more weekly tips with you. And you can also find that on my website as well, which I believe Denise had mentioned that it's NAQPharmacyConsultant.com. And whilst you do, you can have access to my social media platforms and also gain access to me as well. Oh, great. No, that's wonderful. You have a lot of wonderful information to share. I agree wholeheartedly on the goals. I think we we set goals in business, but we don't set them for our health, right? <laughs> and we should, yeah. right? So on board with you on that for 100% with that. So mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Nana Ama Kwanza, I want to thank you so much. I think you've given our listeners a few good things that they can actually go out Start thinking about differently. Don't worry about losing weight today. It's long-term. You give them something to think about and to work on and set those goals. So I think it's awesome. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Denise. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We should do it again. (laughs) We will. Yes, let's absolutely set up another session. Yeah. Great.
Thanks again. Great chatting with you. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. New episodes are released on the first and third Wednesday each month. For more information or a free consultation, visit reversemydiabetes.net. Follow me on Instagram, The Virgin Diabetic, and on Facebook, Reverse My Diabetes. I wish you the best of health.